Hello and welcome to Keep Going and Growing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm your host, Neve Stone, and I'm a 21-year-old student in my second year at the University of Edinburgh, and I study geography. This is a fun, chatty and informal podcast where I discuss a huge variety of different topics such as mental health, wellness, personal development, university, travel, sustainability, and yeah, just whatever I find interesting. I make this podcast have fun and share my passions, and I hope to encourage others and myself to look for the positives in things. I want to find ways that we can all keep going and growing as we navigate the challenges of life, but also pause to recognise the beauty in the chaos. Today's episode is going to be a juicy one because we're going to be talking all about relationships and specifically romantic relationships. And you don't need to be in a relationship to listen to this episode, but I just thought it'd be fun to chat a bit about, yeah, relationships. And I'm going to be giving out some advice in this episode, but I really don't want you guys to think that I do this perfectly. I don't want you to think that my relationship has no, you know, struggles or issues and you know, I have a great relationship, but all relationships come with, you know, different issues and difficulties. And my boyfriend and I, we don't do these things perfectly. So, you know, as I say, just trying to be realistic here. But yeah, I'm just going to be giving some advice about long distance relationships and long term relationships and keeping things interesting and all of that kind of thing. So if that sounds good to you, then continue to listen. But yeah, like I said, I don't want you guys to think that I do this perfectly. My relationship is not perfect. But guess what? No one's relationship is perfect. So shocker. But anyway, so I'm very excited to record this. I feel like I haven't really spoken a huge amount about my relationship on here. And I hope my boyfriend's okay with it. But yeah, obviously in this episode, I'm not talking just about my relationship. I'm just talking about, yeah, different conversations I've had with friends in relationships and different things I have observed as well as experienced. So don't think that this is all specific to my relationship because it's more general than that. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you find this interesting and yeah, whether you're in a relationship or not, I hope that, you know, you learn something from this that you can maybe take into future relationships or current relationships and yeah, I think it's going to be good fun. Okay, so this week's quote. So it turns out that if you go on Pinterest and you search I so what I normally do is I will search quote and then I will type in like the the topic of the episode so I typed in like relationship quotes or something like that today and they were all so cringy and I just could not bring myself to read any of them so I will not be doing that I I just as I say I just could not bring myself to way too cringe and I do not want this episode to be cringy so here's the quote I have chosen remember to treat yourself kindly when your emotions are beating up your brain I really relate to this one recently. I just feel like my brain has not been on my side lately. I do feel like there's a bit of an internal battle going on. I made a whole episode last week about seasonal depression and how I've been struggling with that. And I gave some advice and tips on how to cope with that. So if that's something that you are interested in, something you're also struggling with, then I definitely recommend listening to that episode. If I, you know, if you don't mind me recommending my own episode. But yeah, I think I just... I have not been very good at treating myself kindly lately. 
And I think this quote is a good reminder that I need to and that just because you have certain thoughts does not mean that that's coming from you. It does not mean that they're true. And yeah, I think that our brain sometimes is it's just not on our side and it's feeding us information that's just not true. And I think we need to learn how to rationalize that and know what's true and what's not. And yeah, it's so annoying when your brain is literally against you, but it does happen. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. And you just got to tell yourself, okay, these thoughts aren't true. This is not, this is not me. This is just the intrusive thoughts just making their way in and I'm not going to give them any space. I'm not going to listen to them. So yeah, remember to treat yourself kindly when your emotions are beating up your brain because that's not you. We can't always control our thoughts and these negative emotions and feelings we can have towards ourselves. And yeah, being being in a bad place with yourself mentally and just, yeah, being against yourself is just not a fun place to be in. And so if this is somewhere that you're at, then I'm really sending you lots of love and I hope that things do get better and they can get better. I think you just have to kind of, I just kind of like, laugh at these thoughts when I have them now I'll have them be like oh my gosh that is so stupid like that is not actually what I think and no one else thinks that about me that's just a stupid thought that came into my head and I'm just gonna not even give it any you know I'm not gonna give it the time of day so I just laugh at it and I just try to get on with my day and that doesn't always work but that's the approach that I'm taking to it because you are amazing okay I know all of you listening I said this wasn't gonna get cringe but it's getting a bit cringe now but you're all amazing and you all deserve the best and don't let anyone tell you otherwise including your own brain so yeah if you're going through this then I feel you but we can do this and we can we can still treat ourselves kindly even when our emotions are just beating up our brain and our brain is just not on our side so yeah okay so book update I'm pleased to say that I finally finished reading Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. This was a Christian book that I was reading all about God's will in your daily life. I rated this three or four stars. I thought it was good, but I didn't necessarily agree with everything that it said. I think I rated it four stars, so pretty highly. I would recommend if, you know, this is something you want to know more about. Maybe you're a Christian too and you want to find out more about God's will and how you can live accordingly. I also finished reading Buy Better, Consume Less, which is by Sean Conway Wood. This book felt like a bit of a drag because there's so much information in it. It's nonfiction and it's all about how we can be more sustainable consumers. And yeah, just thinking about your personal life and your personal carbon footprint and yeah, the different ways that we interact with our planet. It was really good. But as I say, I rate it three stars because it wasn't necessarily the most accessible. Like there was just a lot of information and I felt like, wow, okay, I finished this book, but I'm not really sure what to do now. Like it had a lot of things like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. But I don't even know where to start with all of this. But I thought it was really informative. I just think it could have been a bit more accessible, especially to someone who maybe didn't know very much about this topic. I feel like I already do know quite a lot about this topic, but I can imagine if you don't, you'd just be like, whoa, you've just given me loads of information and I don't know what to do with any of that. So yes, I've now moved on to reading Life of Pi by Jan Martel, which is an absolute classic, but I've never read it. I've never seen the film or anything. I kind of know a basic gist of the story just from popular culture, but I would really just like to, yeah, read this book for myself. It's supposed to be really good. I'm sure most of you have already read it and you're like, Neve, come on, why have you not read it already? But I'm getting to it now. I've literally just started it, but enjoying it so far. So we'll keep you updated on that. 
life updates. I've had a pretty quiet week. I've done a few fun things, mainly just been focusing on assignments and that kind of stuff. I spent the majority of the weekend doing uni work and yeah, just preparing for different things I've coming up. But highlights on Friday night, I went out with my friend and we went to the student union to see the Christmas lights being turned on and we got a drink and that was really nice. And then we went to Bully Ballerson, which is somewhere I've been wanting to go to for a while, which is a really cool bar where they have a ball pit. And yeah, it was just really good fun. And then we ended up going to this pub on the Royal Mile for more drinks. And we just had a really, really lovely night. And I haven't been out like that for ages. So it was just really refreshing. Had a really good time. And yeah, I also went to Tuk Tuk Street Food, which is an Indian place. I went with my friend on Saturday afternoon for lunch and it was really, really nice. I would definitely recommend if you're in Edinburgh because they do some really good Indian food and it's very well priced, very reasonable. And my friend and I, I'm vegetarian, she's vegan and there were lots of options for us. So yeah, I would recommend really good food and I had lots of leftovers to bring home. So I've been eating those for the last few days. I went for brunch before church on Sunday, which was really nice just getting to know some of the students in my church because I've been church searching so far this semester And I think I've decided on which church I want to go to. So I'm now just trying to get stuck in. So it was more breakfast because it was like 9.30. But yeah, we had a little breakfast before church all together. And that was just really nice to get to know some of the other students at that church. We had pancakes. They were very good. Other things I've been doing, I've had a few sustainability seminars this week, which is all to do with specifically like careers and sustainability and environmental sector, which is something that I'm interested in. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's still quite far away, the idea of me getting a job, but it's nice to start thinking about these things. And yeah, so they've they've been really good, really interesting, meeting different people working in the sustainability sector. And yeah, that's a few highlights from my week and what I've been up to. Okay, so I thought I would start off by telling you guys a little bit about my relationship. So some of you probably already know this, but I'll give just a background in case any of you don't know. But I have been in a relationship for almost four years now. So that may not sound long to some of you who've been married for like, I don't know, 20 years or something. That's obviously a lot longer, but I'm only 21 so four years is quite a substantial part of my life and I don't have many friends that have been in relationships for that long at my age so it's definitely the exception it's definitely not the most normal thing ever but I'm very happy so I feel very fortunate to have found somebody so young that I love spending my time with and being with so yeah as I say I'm very happy and that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's perfect but yeah I'm very happy and at the end of the day, relationships are two people just coming together who are both flawed individuals and trying to just love each other and treat each other well. And obviously, you know, none of us are perfect, so we can't love other people perfectly all the time. But I think, you know, I think I I give it my best shot. I think he does too. So yeah, so we met when he was 15, I was 16. And so yeah, we were quite young and we got to know each other for about a year we were good friends and then yeah obviously at some point friendship became more than that and then yeah I don't know it just happened very naturally as I say we were just best friends and we spent a lot of time together and we would talk on the phone a lot and it just kind of developed naturally and 
yeah, I think that worked well for us because by the time we started dating, we already knew each other really well and it wasn't really awkward or anything like that. But yeah, so we were obviously just so young as well. And I think we were like, oh, do we want to be in a relationship at this age? But I think we just, we really liked each other. So we were like, okay, let's let's give this a go and see what happens. And yeah, so we sort of after a year of knowing each other, we started dating. I was 17, he was 16. So again, we were still very, very young. And it's weird. It feels like a really long time ago, but it also feels like yesterday. I don't know. Sometimes I still feel like we've just met. I don't know, even though it has been quite a while now. But yeah, I just feel like we've never really lost that honeymoon kind of spark. So it still feels very fresh in some ways. And anyway, so we met because we lived nearby and we went to the same church youth group. So that's how we met. And we had lots of mutual friends and stuff. So yeah, as I say, we just ended up spending a lot of time together. And then, yeah, so for a while we were sort of living near each other and that was all good. That was quite a good way to start the relationship where we were still able to get to know each other, spend time together, get to, you know, meet each other's families and friends and just all of that stuff you do in a relationship. But then I decided to move to Madrid in Spain. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, then, you know, you know that I went to Madrid. It's basically a personality trait at this point. I can't go a single episode without bringing it up, it seems. But I moved to Madrid for six months from September 2019 to March 2020. And so, yeah, I was in Madrid. So obviously that was the first part of our sort of long distance that we've had in our relationship. And that was fine. I mean, he was still in his last year at school. He was always a school year below me. So I had just left school, done my A-levels, and I was on my first gap year. He was still in school. So yeah, we were kind of at different stages, but yeah, things were, you know, we were both busy, but we still had time to see each other. I came back quite often. So even though I lived in another country, I probably still saw him more than I would now because I did come home sort of every month or so just to see my family. I mean, I was only 18 I was quite young and I'd moved away from home for the first time, literally to another country where I did not speak the language. So yeah, I I came home fairly frequently. So yes, although it was long distance, it was kind of a good way to ease into long distance. And then obviously the pandemic happened. So I was at home then and I shook another gap year. So I didn't end up going off to university when I had originally planned. So I obviously got to then spend some more time with him. We were both at home and yeah just working and that kind of thing so that was really nice that we got that time together but obviously it was in and out of lockdowns so we still went long periods of time not being able to see each other because of different lockdown rules and we each had different vulnerable people so we didn't yeah we we spent a lot of time just sort of apart just for those different reasons and yes so it wasn't really until 2021 that we were able to kind of see each other regularly again But yeah, so that was obviously a weird time being in a relationship during the pandemic, even though they weren't that far from each other, we couldn't really see each other. But obviously we kept in regular contact. And then I went off to university. So, and he went off and did his own things. And he was in Exeter and he was in, yeah, he was in the South of England and I was in Edinburgh. So we were, it felt further away than ever. Even when I was, I was, even when I lived in Spain, it didn't feel as far away. It was always very easy when I lived in Spain to get back and forth between where he was and where I lived and Spain whereas Exeter to Edinburgh was a little bit more awkward and difficult and expensive so actually that was kind of the most distance that we had really had so 
that was definitely, I think, probably the hardest time because we were in completely different places. We were on opposite ends of the country and we were doing very, very different things and we were both quite busy. So we did not have loads of time really to see each other or to really speak loads on the phone or things like that. And yeah, so things were quite restricted for a while. And that was sort of the whole first year I had at university. So last year, we really didn't see each other very much. We didn't speak a huge amount because as I say, we both were busy for different reasons. And yeah, it was definitely probably, yeah, the hardest time we've had. But, you know, I'm pleased to say that we managed to still work through that and we were able to still just be there for each other when we could and yeah then over the summer we were both at home which was really nice and we were both working and yeah that was really really good we were able to see each other regularly again I just was so happy and now I'm in my second year at university so I've gone back off to Edinburgh and he's now in London so yeah we're we're not in the same place again so yeah that's sorry I feel like that's a lot of detail but I feel like yeah that's a bit of a background to my relationship where we've been throughout our relationship and a lot of that time you know we have spent apart so I do feel like I can talk about long distance relationships however I know it's not the greatest distance ever I know that there are people who you know are in long distance relationships that are like on opposite sides of the world but yeah I mean I've gone I think the longest I've gone without seeing him has been maybe four months yeah obviously I know other couples have gone a lot longer than that without seeing each other and yeah so anyway not not trying to say that it's like the worst situation ever or anything like that but just saying that is the situation that we've been in we've been together a little while now at the end of December we will have been together for four years which is very exciting and I thought, yeah, I'd give some tips for, first of all, just long distance relationships, because even if it's not the greatest distance ever, we're still not able to see each other most of the time. And so I think it's also hard because when you're in a long distance relationship, you're hanging out with completely different people doing completely different things. And I think it can be very easy to feel like you're not really a part of each other's lives. And I think it can, yeah, your lives can quickly become not intertwined and you've got completely different stuff going on and I think that's something that you've got to just be you kind of just have to accept that it's just part of it but I think you do have to yeah work hard to make sure that they are still a part of your life you're keeping them updated on all the things that you're doing so yeah here's some advice for long distance relationships and yeah as I say this is just from my experience what I have found helpful hopefully it will help you too because long distance relationships can be really tough and that I do just want to say that although they are tough I think there is definitely a narrative surrounding long distance relationships that they are somehow worse than non-long distance relationships and I think I've heard that a lot people saying oh I can never do that you guys must just never see each other and oh it must be so terrible like all this stuff and I think that's not a helpful thing to say And I think it's good to acknowledge that if your friend's in a long distance relationship, then that might be more difficult than perhaps it could be otherwise. But that does not mean that someone's relationship is any less of a good quality than yours or those who aren't in a long distance relationship. A relationship can be just as good and just as fulfilling and full of just as much love. 
And it's just different. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just a different way of being in a relationship. And most of the time, people don't really choose to be in a long distance relationship. But as I say, it does not make the relationship any worse. So let's break that narrative. Let's get rid of it. So the first piece of advice I have is try to keep busy and really invest in your friendships. So when I came to Edinburgh, I just was trying to, you know, when you miss someone, it's on your mind a lot. But I think you almost have to just distract yourself. You have to really keep busy, keep doing things, keep socializing, keep getting involved in stuff. Because if you just end up sitting in your room and just thinking about how you, how much you miss the person, it's really not going to do any good for you. It's not going to get them any closer to you. It doesn't make a difference. It just makes you feel worse. And some days, yeah, you are going to be like that where you just are really struggling. But I think if you can, you just have to really try to keep yourself busy and really just invest in the moment that you're in and not just like sitting there looking to the next time you're going to be able to see each other. You know, you need to make the most of each day that you have, wherever it is, wherever that, whatever that looks like. And I think for me as well, just investing in my friendships has been really, really helpful. I think that my friends have been just so great to me and I think that they really keep me grounded and I know I can always go to them with anything and I think if I didn't have that I would really struggle and I think last year when I came to university in Edinburgh I was very conscious that I wanted to form some really good friendships that yeah I just think that I've really learned that the time that you spend with your partner is no better than the time you spend with your friends and I think there's a tendency in society to put like your relationship, your romantic relationship above all your other relationships. And I think that I've learned that honestly, I'm just as happy when I'm spending time with a really good friend. And yeah, I'm just as happy as when I'm with my boyfriend. And I think that there's no hierarchy of these different relationships and they all make me equally as happy. And I feel so fortunate to have people in my life that I can spend time with and just really enjoy that. And yeah, so I think just really take time to invest in your friendships because I feel almost I've been given this extra time to invest in friendships. I've been given the social time rather than having to split it up between seeing my boyfriend and seeing my friends. I have all that time to give to my friendships. And I think that's a really special thing that I can just really invest in my friendships. And I've really, yeah, I've, I've just really loved that. And I think another thing, another piece of advice if you're into journaling I think just sitting down and journaling your feelings and just kind of getting it all out on the page I think that's really helpful and a really healthy thing to do because I think that when you're in a long distance relationship I think it can be really easy to take your frustrations out on the other person and to just get really angry with them like oh I hate being in this situation why are you so far away like I just miss you so much and you can just end up taking things out on them even though you know that's (laughs) you're you're only getting annoyed with them because you've actually really loved them and miss them but you get so frustrated with the situation sometimes and I think rather than taking all of that to them just try and express that but just maybe sit down and journal about it and express it through writing and just get all those feelings out of you but rather dumping it onto the other person just yeah be conscious of how you're dealing with those feelings and those frustrations because they're natural and that's going to happen but it's not the other person's fault and they don't need to try and fix what you're feeling and yeah I think I mean there's obvious things like just keeping regular contact FaceTime call text just keep them updated on what you're doing in your life who you're seeing what you've been up to where you've been 
so that they kind of know what's going on in your life and you still feel like they are, they know what's going on. Otherwise, you'll end up seeing each other and it'll be like, oh, well, I've got so much to catch you up on. I've made friends with this person. I did this experience. And I don't know, you just end up feeling a bit like, oh, okay, uh, I haven't seen you for a while. And now I feel like, you know, nothing that's going on in my life. Like, you feel like a bit of a stranger now. Like, I don't know, it can just be a bit of a weird, a weird thing that I've noticed in long distance relationships. You're like, oh, I feel like you don't know anything about my friends now. Like, I don't know. I think just keeping them updated on what you're doing. And then another obvious thing is just plan when you're next going to see each other. I think that, you know, if you're able to, even if you haven't booked flights or whatever, if you've just talked about it and you've got something in your mind for when you're next going to see each other, that can be that can be really helpful and just something to look forward to. And now I want to give some tips for just talking about long-term relationships and how to keep things interesting because I think there's a lot of excitement when you first start to date someone but then maybe that excitement fizzles out and you're like oh is there something wrong with this relationship but there's not I think it just is a natural thing as humans we constantly love new things we like new and exciting things but we can't always have everything new but there's ways to keep things that you already have very exciting so I thought this is quite obvious but just do new things try new places have new experiences together and yeah just keep things new and fun and fresh just try out new restaurants or go and do an escape room or something or I don't know just go camping just do things that maybe you've never done before and it's a new experience you guys can have together and maybe I've seen some couples I haven't done this personally but I've seen some couples make like a list of like all these things they want to do together almost like a little like couples bucket list and it means when they're like oh what should we do they've got this whole list of all these different things that they want to do and then you just go through that list and you're like oh yeah that's so fun I'd really love to do that and it doesn't have to be things that cost lots of money then just be like oh I want to go and have a picnic or something like that or I want to go like wild swimming I don't know just different things that you guys can do together that maybe you've never done before I think another thing is to try and do the things that you used to do when you first started dating and maybe you've stopped doing. I think like, for example, my boyfriend and I, we used to go to the cinema a lot when we first started dating. We, I mean, we just both love going to the cinema. It's just a lot of fun. But I think like now we don't really, we don't really go to the cinema as much, even though it's something we both love. I think you kind of just get a bit lazy with things the longer you're in a relationship. So I think Think back to what you used to really enjoy doing together when you first started dating and be like, oh, well, we stopped doing this, but we should start doing it again. And you can kind of recapture that magic. And maybe there's a certain place you used to go and just makes you feel nostalgic. And just, I don't know, I just think it's really fun. I think also just in general, actually put effort into things. Take time to plan out different dates and don't just wait for something to happen. Like actually take initiative and be like, okay, we're going to do this on Saturday night rather than just like oh should we just hang out like yeah okay you know we'll just yeah whatever actually be like no I want to go do this let's do this let's go out let's have fun let's have a date like you would when you were first dating and actually spend time getting ready for things and putting effort into your appearance and yeah I think when you've been with someone for a while they've seen you you know in all different states they've seen you crying they've seen you sick you're not really trying to impress them anymore but I think it's nice to put a bit of effort into 
when you're going to be spending time together, just getting dressed up and just getting that excitement back. And yeah, rather than things just feeling lazy and effortless, spend time, plan out what you're going to wear, plan out your makeup and have a shower and do your hair. And just like, I don't know, it can be fun to spend time just getting ready to see that person and making a whole big event of it. I think also like if you can, if you're able to like booking a trip, I think having something to like plan for and like look forward to together and then you can start looking at what restaurants you're going to go to when you're there, what events you're going to do. I think it's nice to be looking forward to something together. And I think another thing which isn't really talked about that much is spend time with each other's friends and spend time together, but you're also with other people. I always feel like if I'm, if I go out for dinner, let's say with like my boyfriend and some of his friends or his family or something like that, and there's us together, but then we're also with other people. And we just have, we end up, you know, talking about different things maybe than we would if it was just the two of us. And there's other people to kind of, yeah, bring up fresh things and new ideas. And you can kind of start talking about things. And I think it's, I think it always is just really refreshing to see your partner in a different light and see how they interact with other people. I don't know. I just think that's something that I always really enjoy. And then you've got lots to talk about afterwards. And I don't know. I just think it's a different kind of, I don't know, interaction. And I think it just, yeah, I see them differently afterwards in a good way. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you thought this about that. Like, we've never discussed that before. And yeah, I just think there's something really special about being with your partner in like a group setting. So yeah, obviously one-on-one time is great, but it's also fun to go out and be with other people together. And finally, I just wanted to chat a little bit about, you know, the inevitable thing, dealing with disagreements in relationships. I mean, if you're in a relationship where you never disagree about anything, then that's great for you and you don't need this. But I think for most of us in relationships, like I said earlier, relationships aren't perfect because people are not perfect. So it's it's very normal to have disagreements. Obviously, you should not be disagreeing all the time. There should be the majority of time you should not be having disagreements. You should be, yeah, I don't know, not disagreeing, agreeing. But I wanted to give a bit of advice about how to kind of manage your disagreements because it's inevitable. They're going to happen. At some point, you're going to disagree about something, whether it's a big thing or a small thing. So I thought I'd give some advice, yeah, on what is helpful for me and different conversations I've had with friends that they've said that uh, these things are helpful in their relationships as well. So the first thing is to just address things right away and don't let things build up. Don't bottle up your feelings about something. This is something that I used to do when I was, you know, younger and I was first in my relationship and I didn't want to cause any trouble. So I just didn't say anything. And I would just like bottle things up and just be like, okay, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But as you keep adding things to that and as the thing keeps happening because if you haven't told your partner that this thing is annoying you then how are they supposed to know how are they supposed to know they're not supposed to do that and if you don't mention it then yeah I just feel like this comes with maturity in general and just becoming more comfortable in your relationship I think it's quite hard to say these things when you're first with someone but I think it's important to not bottle things up and just to actually address these things and just say actually you know you keep doing this and I'm really not a fan of it I don't like when you talk about this that way I don't like when you do this I just okay that sounded very controlling but I just mean if there is something that is getting getting on your nerves and they don't even realize then just address it and be like actually would you mind if you just didn't say that or 
please don't please don't call me that or I don't know just being honest about if something's on your mind if something's bothering you hopefully you feel you're able to be honest in your relationship and you're able to say actually that's not really cool with me I prefer if you didn't do that I think it's just important to address things even if you feel that you're being irrational and even if you feel like you're just being ridiculous I think that's often why I don't bring things up because I'm like well I don't even know if this is true but it's just annoying me it's bothering me and I just don't I don't know how to say this without making it sound like I'm blaming them oh I just shouldn't say anything I'm being ridiculous but I think it's important that no matter how irrational you're feeling if something is upsetting you then I still think it's worth mentioning and I think it's worth the other person knowing about I think lastly the thing I want to say about dealing with disagreements is put the person above your pride and by that I mean don't let your pride lead to disagreement don't let your pride be at the center of everything actually just be willing to just say to yourself you know I love this person and actually they matter more than my pride they matter more than my ego and if I'm wrong about something then that's fine and I just need to accept that and I think that is a lot of being in a relationship you do need to understand that you are wrong sometimes or not necessarily wrong but you've done something that has been perceived a certain way and just because you know you may think well I didn't intend it in that way that doesn't mean that the other person necessarily got what your intentions were. They may have interpreted it differently to you. And I think you just have to accept that sometimes, you know, we all do things wrong and we don't even know it. But if someone's saying to you, actually, you did this thing and this really upset me and I'd prefer if you didn't do that again, then rather than getting defensive and, you know, your pride coming into it and being like, oh, well, I I didn't mean it like that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I didn't, like, why do you feel that way? just accept it. Somebody's told you that they feel that way, that something you've done has made them feel a certain way. And rather than trying to argue with them, rather than trying to get them to justify their feelings, just accept that that's how you've made them feel. Even if you didn't mean to, that's how they, that's how they felt about whatever this thing was. And so you need to be more careful in the future about how you do that thing or how you say that. And I don't know, I think it's, everybody's feelings are valid. And if you've made someone feel a certain way, you do need to address that within yourself and you can't just be defensive I think it's so easy for our pride just to get in the way and be like well no you're wrong like I didn't do that that's not how I did it I don't know why you think that that's never going to end well but just be like okay I'm really sorry I made you feel that way and I really didn't mean to but going forwards I'm going to really try not to do that and I'm going to be clear about my intentions so yeah it's definitely a right and a wrong way to go about disagreements so this is my little relationships episode I really hope you guys have enjoyed this I hope this has been helpful I hope it hasn't been too cringe thanks for letting me chat a bit about my relationship and yeah I I think that relationships are a great thing but please do remember that you don't need a relationship you don't need a romantic relationship to be fulfilled or happy I just think that yeah relationships are such a great gift and they bring so much joy and yeah I think it's a great thing to be able to chat about talk about the ups and the downs and just normalize the fact that flawed humans are never going to be able to have perfect relationships and we're all just trying our best to love each other so yeah I hope you got something from this and maybe something you can take into future relationships maybe you just enjoyed hearing me chat about my relationship and yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Perhaps you learned something new. If there is anything you want to talk to me about following on from this episode, then you can get in touch with me on Instagram at at underscore podcast. 
I always love to chat to you guys. I upload new episodes every Thursday and you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you see the new episodes. There is a link in the show notes to my social media. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at underscore podcast. And if you are a reader like me, then go and follow me on Goodreads. If you have a moment, it would be amazing if you could leave a rating and review for the podcast as this helps others to find me and I just really love reading them. I hope you all have a great day, a great week and I will see you next Thursday with another episode. Bye.